everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. How's hope everyone's having a a great day. Today is Lagba Omer. It is uh, one of the highlights of the year. It's actually one of the most hidden holidays. It didn't really make a resurgence until relatively lately, although it's been a holiday forever. And the truth is, this is a holiday that is supposed to be filled with happiness and celebration, and it's honoring the life of the rabbi who brought Kabbalah down to the world, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Shimon Bar Yochai was alive during the times of the Romans. He was sentenced to death for criticizing the Roman government. There wasn't exactly free speech back then. Hid in a cave with his son for over a decade. And in that period of time, was able to access secrets of the universe that was never really available to man. And over the course of his life, life has revealed it. And today was the day of his passing. Now, it really is a day of, of happiness, of celebration bonfires to celebrate the fire and his flame, dancing, singing. We've been keeping periods of mourning. If you notice my beard getting longer, shaving is one of the, or lack thereof, is one of the customs of mourning. We've been keeping periods of national mourning until now. And we're supposed to be shaving and celebrating and haircuts and that's what the day is. And that's what they will be no matter what. This year, there seems to be a little bit of a greater challenge with this day. For those who haven't heard last night in Meron, Meron is the place in which this great rabbi is buried. There was a tragedy. People have died, young, old. And we're all waking up to grapple with the two sides of the world that we live in. The crossover. This is what we talk about all the time, the crossover. Yom HaZikaron and Yom HaTzmaut. Memorial Day and Independence Day. The Holocaust and the great-grandkids. The past, the future. Your heart is broken and your heart is dancing at the same time. Now... It's hard for most people to understand that. But that's the legacy of our people. To somehow, to somehow create a bridge between a broken heart and a dancing soul. How do we do that? I just want to share with you what's on my heart today. We've been talking a lot about the moments. We've been talking a lot about what we have. What we have is a day, an hour, a moment, time. We are stewards of time. Life is a gift. Tragedy puts that into perspective. We can't predict the future. 
And if we're lucky enough to have a present, we have a choice as to how to react to that. Last night on the Shabbat show, we had a great psychologist on. His name was Dr. Aryeh Berlin. He spoke about how when somebody suffers tragedy, really it is their choice in how to deal with it. You see, what we've been talking about for these past few weeks is trying to recognize how we are placed in this world. We are given choice. Choice is not just the ability to say something or eat something. Choice is the ability to operate in a world, to draw down strength, to give up or to rise up. Last night at the local shul, my rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Weinberger, spoke about this. Stories in the Talmud, stories in the Torah of Jews that turned to God, if you will, and demanded something bigger. And God turned and said laughingly, God's not a person, but conceptually said laughingly, you've beaten me, my children. You've, 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 you've been victorious over me. What he was saying is, I'm giving you a power, and the power can change the world, and the power can change your life, but you got to take your life seriously. This isn't a joke. You're not as subject to the things around you as you think. You're stronger than you think, but you got to know that. You have choice. You have choice of what you can draw down into this world. You have choice in what you can expect from tomorrow. You have choice in how you can react to tragedy. You have choice in how you can look every single day of your life. And if you really want to get into the core of today, and you really want to unpack the truest lessons of today, what we're experiencing this day gives us the strength to experience what we're experiencing today. Because before we get to the great rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, who brought down the entire Zohar, who brought down the world of Kabbalah, who brought down a spiritual energy that has changed humanity since, there was another rabbi beforehand named Rabbi Akiva, who at 40 years old never heard or learned a word of Torah. Can you imagine being 40 years old and you don't even know A, B, Aleph, Bez, Gimel, A, B, C's in, in Hebrew, and stepped up and didn't just live with that. He be, went to school, embarrassingly enough, went to a school of children and sat on the floor with the kids. And they went Aleph, and he went Aleph at 40 and grew in poverty. And he studied and he learned and he became one of the rabbis, greatest rabbis of, of all time. And he raised 24,000 students. This is, this is the era after the second temple. This is the era when the Romans were ruling over Judea. This is the era where the Jewish community was trying to reclaim their own land and, and, and establish their own sovereignty. And in that era, a general emerged named Bar Kochva and Rabbi Akiva said he was the Messiah. Can you imagine the excitement? Can you imagine the euphoria of the Jewish people with Rabbi Akiva? 24,000 students, strong carriers of the torch. 
an army backed with the stamp of the greatest rabbi of the generation in general proclaimed as the Messiah. Can you imagine what it must? And I got to tell you, they beat back the Romans. They established sovereignty. There was a period of time, I believe it was two years, where the Jewish community in Israel reclaimed their land. They minted coins. I'm sure they prepared for the rebuilding of the temple. Euphoria. And then something happened. They weren't ready. There was a crack in the system. And a plague broke out. Killing 24,000 students. Which we remember to this day because we keep practices of mourning. That's why my beard has grown this far. And just when that wasn't enough, the, the army went up against the Romans. The Romans brought back their generals from the rest of the world because they knew that Judea would be a very hard rebellion to crush. And there was a breakage in the army and the spiritual armor was exposed. And they had a battle in a place called Betar. And they lost. And as the, as the, as the, the, the traditions that we have teach us, the blood was so high that it rose to the nostrils of the horses of the Roman soldiers. It was a tragedy even greater in many ways and the destruction of our temple. And the man in the middle is Rabbi Akiva. Can you imagine the heartbreak? Can you imagine one man? For those who watched the show last night, you know where I'm going. This is the moment where he gives up. This is the moment where he gives up. But Rabbi Akiva never gives up. Rabbi Akiva emerges from the ashes. He goes south. He raises a yeshiva of five students. And these five students carry the tradition and actually save the Jewish world of, of the loss of Torah. Every Jew in the world today is connected to their Judaism only through those five. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the great rabbi of today, was one of those five. You see, the story of triumph takes place after there's a moment of potential giving up. And when a person digs into themselves, and find strength to never give up, they unleash a new spiritual reality in which greatness can reside. Maybe Rabbi Akiva couldn't have those five students if he never suffered from that tragedy. He wouldn't have had the sensitivity. He wouldn't have had the, 
the understanding of life. Maybe. Maybe what he poured into those five students was born after the tragedy. Maybe even at his level, which was at the highest level we knew, he knew he was a steward of the tradition, but maybe he never knew it as much as after the tragedy happened. Maybe. Maybe Rabbi Shimon Bayochai, which is today's hero, was only today's hero because of that tragedy. And because not only did he get the benefit of a teacher, but he himself sat for over a decade in a cave alone with his son and struggled and emerged. Like I said, nobody wants suffering and nobody wants pain. But when we are faced with what's happening today, we have a choice. On the day of which the greatest rabbis made the same choice. That's the choice we can make too. How much do I know I'm a steward of time? How much do I appreciate life? How much joy do I suck out of every moment? Am I really going to allow the pettiness to control my mind? Am I really going to allow days to pass by without pushing myself? Rabbi Akiva didn't because he understood the lesson. We don't live in the world of souls. We don't know how it works. We live in a very myopic world. We only know a few years. We only know what we can see and touch, taste and smell. We don't run this world. The whole why is just a futile exercise in trying to be more like God. But we could ask how. How do I emerge stronger? How do I honor those that aren't here today? How do I understand my responsibility to this universe if I'm standing this morning? What have I pushed off that I will no longer in their memory? What do I now understand that I didn't because I was drunk with a certain rhythm of life that I thought would never change. What can I do now that I couldn't do yesterday? Because the sacrifice of individuals have brought out a piece of me that needs to be stronger, more sensitive, more courageous than it was yesterday. That's how we emerge. That's how Israel is born from the Holocaust. That's how the Jewish community survives every single generation. It looks at tragedy and emerges a little bit stronger. That's this day. 
That's not what I intended this day to be, but that's what this day is. That's what Lagba Omer is really about. It's really about the emergence from challenge. It's really about individuals who see the world and are able to dig into a place that's even deeper than they thought they could have possibly gone to. It's born from people that never take anything for granted. I was in Mehron. I was there on Lagba Omer when I was a kid. Everyone I know was there. Always. This has always happened. But today, something changed. Everybody knows somebody that was either there or, God forbid, worse. Because life, life is precious. And we don't know what tomorrow brings. But we have today. And if you're given the gift of today, the way you honor those that don't have that gift is you dig into a place and you make that day the best day it can be. That's how it works. That's what Lock Bomber is about. It's about Rabbi Akiva standing up and saying, I'm still here. I'm over a hundred. I don't have the energy to start this again. I'm overwhelmed with the tragedy he's saying to himself, but I have no choice. I got another day. Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai sitting in his cave and turning to his son and saying, we have no choice. Let's make it the best day we can be. When will we get out, Dad? I don't know. But today we got a day. Lagba Omer is the day of strength. Lagba Omer is the day of resilience. Nobody thought we would need it. But we need it. And we have a choice now. If you're hearing this, you're hearing this because you have a choice, no matter when you hear it. You have a choice. How much do you see yourself as a steward of time? Will you allow another day to pass, assuming that the next one will come just the same? Will you wake up in the morning, open your eyes, and go, I got a day. I got a day. I got a day. Because I got to tell you, a lot of people right now that wish that they or the loved ones would have that day. And if we just appreciate a little bit more what we have, we're going to honor them. We're going to honor them. Can you imagine? what you will do for their souls. If because of this tragedy, you and I, just one degree more, appreciate the day for them forever. It's in us. Rabbi Kiva showed us. Rishim Bayochai showed us.
but it's on us now. God should help us. Give us a life of happiness. Protect us from pain. And my blessing to us is that we should hear the messages. Wait no more. Wait no longer. Honor. Honor those that fell by living a deeper, more meaningful life. All right. Have a great weekend. Shabbat Shalom. May we only know good things. May the, fit, the memories of those be blessed. May the families of those that are suffering have true comfort. May we know no more tragedy in the world. Shabbat Shalom.